Hey guys, it's another episode of the Kind of an Expert podcast. As always, my name is Corey Tyndall and I am your host. Uh, This episode is again still in quarantine, just like the last one with Chris Bazemore. So it was done over the phone. There is a little bit of a lag time between the audio and our conversation, but I hope it's not too bad. The uh, sound quality still should be good. This episode was done with my good friend Alex Pachera, who is also a comedian, does a lot of shows in the West Village with us, uh, and he's also a very prominent podcaster in the comedy world. And that's really what we talk about, the business of comedy, uh, him finding a niche and a special skill that he's good at and having it boost the rest of his comedy career, getting him spots, having him meet new people, uh, and how to best navigate the comedy and entertainment landscape. Uh, He has a few podcasts that he also runs uh, and produces. Uh, His main one with good friend Peter Garacci is called Kill You Last, and they go over different 80s movies. I've done it a couple times. I did John Carpenter the Thing and the original Conan the Barbarian, uh, but he's also on How Come with Remy Casimir and The Week in Sex with Alan Fuchs and former guest Keanu Thompson. So I know this episode is a little bit inside baseball. I hope for the people that aren't in comedy that it's still entertaining, and I hope for the people that are in comedy it's uh, useful and you learn a little bit. So uh, without any more from me, let's get into the episode. What program just lets you sync up audio like that? Final Cut? Final Cut Pro X. They have a a 90-day free trial right now, uh, Apple released, because of the whole quarantine and social distancing. They're trying to be, like, I guess, positive about it and saying, like, hey, you could do audio and video editing in your (laughs) while you're stuck in your uh, house or apartment. And so, yeah, I've been playing around with it uh, recently. And um, you can basically take two audio clips or even, like, a video and an audio clip that like correspond to each other, but were recorded on separate devices. And then you just like select both of them, uh, click edit, synchronize, and then it creates like a synchronized clip for you. Oh shit. It's fucking good. How much does that, how much does that program cost? Like normally $300 normally. Oh, that's not bad. I've, I've used like pro tools. That was like the, the top end before. And I was like, Oh no, I am not even close to using that. (laughs) Yeah. Pro tools is probably like still the industry standard for audio editing, but, um, video editing is different. You could use, uh, final cut is, is one of them, but then they also have like Adobe products, um, that are like, I think still the uh, industry standard, but the problem with the Adobe products is uh, you have to pay a monthly subscription, kind of like with Pro Tools. Mm-hmm. That's why I like the yeah. Apple products better, like uh, Logic and Final Cut, where it's just a one-time cost of like two hundred or three hundred dollars. Fair enough. Yeah, because right, you like you do a ton of editing, right? Like, yeah. How many yeah. how many podcasts are you doing and or editing at the same time right now? Oh Jesus! Well, I mean. <laughs> when i when you it depends on what what level of editing because like there's like for instance for remy's podcast um uh remy casimir how come it's a pretty popular podcast yeah i helped her start it out uh not unlike 
the advice I gave you in the beginning when you were starting okay. out. I uh, told her to get a Zoom, told her, you know, what type of microphones to get. And then we, I helped her set everything up. But uh, she does her own editing, but she still re- relies on me to, like, make sure the levels are set right. And sometimes she'll have a guest and the guest will have shitty audio and I kind of clean it up for her. So I do a lot of post-processing for her, but it's honestly not that much work, to be to be completely honest. But then for, like, um, for my own podcast, Kill You Last... Uh, I do that with Peter Garacci. It's a, a podcast that we uh, we talk about 80s movies with uh, usually comedian guests, but sometimes people from like movie yeah. Twitter will come on. And no, do I've, the... I've been on it twice. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. We we love we love having you on. I love man. it. Both both episodes have been um, have been awesome. Um, so and and uh, just one sec, I gotta. Um, I might have to cut this out. Hold on, sorry. I'm getting I'm getting a call. I gotta. No, you're good. You're good. No, this the <laughs> this podcast is not super serious about that. But like, yeah. I'll keep in like belches or like a glass will fall over. Or there were there have been a couple times that we'll be like recording uh, in my office and like the janitor will come in and like bang the trash can around while we're. <laughs> Well, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's just like, man, I don't know. I'm honest with the with the people <laughs> listening. They're like, ah, I'm doing it in an office. What do you want from me? Like, it's, I don't have my own it's studio honestly, here. It's pretty, it's pretty funny because it was actually Remy, the girl I was just talking about, about how I work on a podcast. She was FaceTiming me. <laughs> so, so I just had to ignore <laughs> it and be like, on a podcast right now, call you in like 30 or whatever. Uh, so, Oops. yeah fucking um i that one i have my own so how come kill you last and then i work uh i do the audio for alan fuchs and keanu thompson's podcast called yeah. the weekend has been on this one <laughs> yeah yeah and um i i'm like sort of a third mic on that one especially if there's only one guest i'll, I'll talk and stuff but for the most part i just help them edit um that one's a little bit more involved because keanu or alan will say something that they want me to take out because they're always yeah. so both of them are like hyper paranoid about like leaving people's personal details in and they always leave people's personal details in. So we always have to like take it out. It's so fucking annoying. We've been doing yeah. it for like two years and they still do it like that. Also, you think like, they learn. Yeah. And also Keanu is just naturally one of the loudest people I've ever had to record. Dude, so I constantly. I yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah she, recording yeah. her episode i did not need to amplify her microphone oh, no. i had to amplify I, mine i have a preset for keanu minus six db <laughs> fucking loud bitch that's hilarious <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i love that peter's the same oh, way my man. co-host he's uh he's got the same preset it's so loud he peter will also like look down while he's talking though and no longer be facing the mic maybe maybe he's gotten better at that but the first episode i did was like episode 15 or something i think twice you had to be like dude talk into the microphone oh yeah 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 he got a lot better with that yeah (laughs) that's good that's good what uh i'm i'm actually curious what you're gonna say what is the biggest thing that that people who do podcasts fuck up with like oh is it just having bad equipment or is it like a style and i've i've got my own thoughts like i've i've had to tell a couple people that uh don't do podcasts very often like dude you're doing a show like if if the other person makes a joke you have to at least acknowledge it you can't just ignore it like it's a normal conversation (laughs) you have to like give them a little bit of credit and don't go like morning radio show drive time like oh my god that was the funniest (laughs) like don't do that but also like you can't just steamroll 
what the other person just did. That's that's the thing that drives me nuts. And then doing it without uh, comedians, they'll also just like move their whole body away from the microphone. Oh, and I'm like, God. guys, God damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it's definitely not the equipment. Everyone like thinks it's the equipment, I guess, like people that start new with podcasts, but it's rarely ever the equipment that is the issue. It's usually a lot of what you were saying, people talking over each other. Um, also, people just using their equipment wrong. So not necessarily like from a technical aspect, uh, I'd say the number one thing I've had to um, unfortunately deal with in the editing process is um, audio files that are just completely distorted and blown out because they think Mm. they have to sound as loud as all their other podcasts or something like that. Or someone told them that they couldn't hear it when they, they tried to post their first episode and they, these people don't know, post-processing they don't know what a limiter is they don't know how to boost a signal without you know blowing it out basically so they'll take their zoom they put it on like eight and it's just it sounds awful and then you know if something's digitally distorting you can't go back and fix it there's just nothing you can do in post so i've had to tell a lot of people hey you're uh, we can release it but this is the best it'll sound and the only solution is to re-record it and I've had Ugh. I've had to tell a lot of, and it's not and there the, a lot of times they'll be like oh I know my mic's only thirty dollars and I'm like no it's not your mic literally you're just <laughs> you're setting the volume too loud like that's like yeah. if anyone out there is like trying to start a podcast that's listening right now always please don't <laughs> yeah please don't but but if you do <laughs> <laughs> always set your levels lower on the low side because you could yeah. always fix it later. Um, that was that was one of the things uh since i i i used to intern with a a music producer for like mm -hmm. a few months in high school and i like toyed around with the idea of doing it in college but that that idea only lasted a couple of months and that was really like the the thing that i remembered from that that like translated over to this wasn't like exactly which buttons to push and which uh like how what settings and what levels you have to do it was Mm -hmm. more just like what not to do like Mm -hmm. don't turn it up it's way easier to amplify something than it is to bring it back down Mm -hmm. just like all like keep it even don't don't do anything crazy and you can always fix it later yes. is kind of the the mentality that i had and so like what you're talking about is these these people that were like oh tiny problem let's fix the fuck out of it right and right. then <laughs> yeah it just makes it worse yeah 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 it sounds like like a broken robot or a computer or something like um i i think i learned a lot of my audio uh stuff that i use now for for editing podcasts and and stuff that i make a little bit of money off of a little bit of other things um but i I learned a lot of it in high school when i um set up my little project studio from my laptop um with using just like garage band uh we used to record I, i used to be in a band and we would record our practice sessions and you know, I think the only way to get good at stuff is to just suck at it. I, I'm a firm yeah. believer in that. You have to you have to be really bad at something for a really long time. Yep. And you have to just keep doing it. And it's good to like not know that you're bad or because that that's less right. discouraging, you know? Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Like honestly. If you know you suck, you'll stop. <laughs> right. Right. I, I, I it, it really applies across the board. This 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 kind of um I found that uh, this kind of thought process. This is why, like, it's they people say it's easier to um, do things when you're a kid or to learn things and absorb things when you're when you're a kid as opposed to starting a new thing when you're like 30, 40 years old or something. Yeah. I genuinely believe that it's 
like, yeah, there's a biological aspect to it, but I genuinely believe that it's because as a kid, you're less likely to get discouraged because you don't necessarily think what you're doing is bad uh, right. or, or sounds bad or, or, you know, even if you're, I don't know, like, yeah, like trying out a new language or something. You, you don't get discouraged because you can't speak all of Spanish yet. You just right. learn by right, like, right. piece by piece. Yeah. So that's what I did yeah, with like this. A, Go ahead. Yeah. Like a, like a kid going to like a foreign country is going to be excited to speak whatever little bit of the language that they know to the local people where like the adults are like, I'm not even going to try. Like exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And it's the same with, uh, it's the same with comedy as well like mm -hmm. like uh if i had what i know now when i was 22 and starting out i would have done one or two open mics went boy i have no hope at this and then yeah <laughs> like and then just quit but now like that i've gotten better with knowing more at the same time i can look back and i go wow i was bad but also i don't do that anymore so it's okay look how because, far and i know come. yeah yeah and i know in five years i'm gonna say the exact same thing now but you just gotta stay at like the middle you can't think you're too good because then you're a real piece of shit but yeah. you can't think you're bad either <laughs> That's a, no no it's 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 a real balance especially with anything creative um and yeah there's definitely examples of people who never get good at some particular thing that's just the way it yep. works. You know, some people are yep. born ugly. Some people are born <laughs> talentless. Some, especially with humor, humors and, and, and musical talent. I really think that this is like one of the biggest things that like connects the two um, that like a lot of people like are just naturally funny and a lot of people are just naturally like musical. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah. people who have... Um, and yeah, I'm not even talking about the extremes, like people with perfect pitch or people that are just like, you know, like Dave Chappelle, but just right. like there's a general realm that you need to be in sort of to to, to have any sort of uh, progress over a long period of time. And uh, right. some people just are t like tone deaf people will never get better at singing. It just is what it yeah. is, you know. And it, it sucks even more for, for comedy because like music, you can use a tool and like, if you can't speak the language, but you're really good at guitar, you can still play guitar and people yes. will love you. But like with comedy, it's, it's interesting because there, there are a few people in the New York scene, uh, that just like their jokes written down are funny. Yeah. They have a super thick accent and you just can't understand them. Oh like, yeah. You can't laugh at what they're saying in the moment because you're trying to like translate what they just said. And then by the time you figure out what they said, the rhythm's all off the things over. Like there's one, there's one guy who for like the last three years, I don't think he's written a, a new joke, but Ooh. all he did was get rid of his accent. Oh, well, that's good though. <laughs> it's like, well, right. So now like, let's see if he can like, keep it going but I don't, yeah you know you don't write a new joke for three years you only work on the accent i don't i don't know i hope he succeeds he's a nice guy but it's uh it's it's interesting it's just those those deal breakers you gotta you gotta recognize when you have them and ultimately that's kind of where i ended up with music because like with you i was i was in a bunch of bands uh and i like sang at a couple shows but and my my singing voice is fine but i was like eh, no the singer's got to be the person up front they they people have to latch on to the singer mm -hmm. because you get a bad singer you're not listening to that music oh yeah yeah so wait so you were the front man of, of the bands that you were in 
It was so my my whole history is I played viola in the orchestra for seven years. Wow, and then uh, for like a couple of years we fucked around with being in a band but all of us were really bad so we were just like take over my friend's basement and just like terrorize their parents for an hour at a time <laughs> and like like you we were trying to like record what we did but we only had one like we would just literally put my laptop in the middle of the room and yeah. press record on it and yeah. then all of the noise would go into the microphone oh, but yeah. like the yeah. drums yeah. are so loud the guitar is so loud we just have this tiny box for a microphone and yeah. it was like i mean it was horrible looking oh, back God. on it but it goes back to your exact point before like we did we were just having fun we didn't know how bad it actually was yes exactly uh, and then I switched to drums uh, later. So like the last two years of high school, I, I played drums for a while. So I'm not. It's I'm I'm mediocre at everything musical. <laughs> like I'm not good at any of it. But I can like you know I'll be okay at karaoke. If someone puts a drum set in front of me, I could like bang out a couple of of bars and like viola. It's fucking hard. I actually tried to pick that up. I lost all of it. Stuff. Yeah, that's that sounds really <laughs> tough. Uh, so I'm, what? No, go ahead. I'm very similar to uh, what you just described. Like pretty mediocre <laughs> as a musician, <laughs> technically, as a technical musician. Uh, right. I would say probably a, a slightly worse singer than you, but enough that I could, you know, be a backup singer. I could carry a tune. I could sing harmonies and stuff. But right. I can't. You know, I'm not the guy. My voice right. is not the thing to carry whatever song we're talking about here. The one thing I would say that I was a little bit better than. Um, than most of my peers at the time was was songwriting and, and and that's only i think that's because we were 15 so we're talking about yeah other 15 year olds and their songs were just like really bad so so to, much to, angst yeah and not even <laughs> dude yeah and just and just like forcing parts because your, your favorite band does this like i think i had a better sense of like oh let's just go for our own sound as opposed to like people just copying people yeah. so I, I think that that's why I, I i still have like a good ear and i still write tunes and I, i've always had like a knack for that but but everything else is like yeah very mediocre musicianship i played bass so that pretty much tells oh, nice. you yeah but that pretty much tells you how how good technically i was because uh, <laughs> why did why wouldn't i play guitar then but i, I would write yeah, most gonna... <laughs> of the songs yeah yeah i mean There's i'll nothing... admit it there's nothing better than a super good bassist, though. Like, oh, yeah. super good bassist and a super good drummer. And I'm talking about bands like Tool or, like, those super technical bands. Or, or uh, even yeah. there's a band called Royal Blood that does uh, blues rock. And it's only a bassist and the drummer. And he, like, he hooks his bass up to a bunch of pedals. And he's, like, the entire... T I listened to the whole first album. No idea it was only a bass until I, like, went and read yeah. later. And I was like, oh, shit, that's... <laughs> really good bassist oh yeah um you yeah, know i i completely agree and 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 nothing's worse than a bad bassist like something yeah. like a live show where the bass <laughs> is off time with the drums that is absolutely the worst Ugh. like that's you just what makes, like unplug the bass at that point it would be better <laughs> just, for most local bands if they didn't yeah. play bass i swear to right. god Yes. Yeah. Some people are just so bad and they always put the worst musician at base. So that's why yeah. those bands sound so shitty. Um, and then yeah. another thing, uh, it's always interesting. People always want to set things too loud. I feel like every local band's issue is that they set all their instruments way too loud. They get these like huge hundred watt amplifiers and they set them way too loud. The drums are played way too. You can't even hear the drums. 
certainly right. can't hear the singing. And so that's yeah. that's your local band sound from like two thousand early two thousands through two thousand ten. Like yeah. just blown out. Uh, whether it was screamo or pop rock, it just it really never really sounded great. And then the bands that did understand how to set their levels stood out like crazy. You know, you could yeah. just see. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly it's exactly what you just said about the comedians putting their their podcasting stuff at the wrong settings, and then they blame the thirty dollars microphone. Exactly, like, it's it's exactly it's it's the same problem, and it it all goes back to what you were saying of like they just don't have the ear for it. They don't know, mm-hmm. which is honestly like how you were able to like get your niche of you're just the go to. Yeah, I'm starting a podcast. Yeah. let me hit up Alex. I mean, for <laughs> real, I've gotten hit up by guys that are like by people that are like pretty far along in the industry, and I'm like, like who? Answering, Can you name names? I don't know. I mean. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I've had to do stuff for Mike Racine. Uh, oh, I've, wow. I've had to field qu- field questions from um, the dudes that run the barbershop comedy show. They were asking mm-hmm. me, just like people that like you would think. No, I don't. You know, there's a few others. I don't want to like blow any blow up anyone's spot, but but they, you know, like just just you would think they would know. Uh, yeah. to, and, and people that have been on successful podcasts, but I guess that they never had to do it themselves, especially now during the quarantine. I've gotten some some questions oh, yeah. from people because right. they have their producers, but now they can't fucking work with their producers. So, yeah. 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 And I mean, it's it's tough. I Again, this this goes back to what we were saying earlier of like you've you're hitting up these these bigger guys who are now too old and they realize when they're doing it so badly mm-hmm. that they're like i'm not even going to try so <laughs> they're like i have to get somebody else to do this because like if no no 16 year old kid starting a podcast is going to hit you up for more than like one or two pieces of advice because they're going to take the attitude like oh, yeah. oh, i'll figure it out i always figure it out well 16 year olds like, off the bat are going to be way way more proficient at doing this than any 35 true. plus year old comic 100 that's true yeah yeah, no, um, that is that is completely true. But it led to you being in a good niche. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like that's a really good way to be thought of. Of like, oh, this guy's super helpful. He'll also help me do something. Which like now podcasts have gotten to the point where you pretty much have to have one. It's not yeah. a good way to get fans, but it's a great way to keep fans that you yes. get. If you do anything, anything at all that is like noteworthy. You and you don't have a podcast to bring the fans back to, like it, it, you just kind of it's kind of a waste. Um, yeah. If you go on a late night talk show and then and then when they go to your Instagram to follow you, they see all this shit from you know that you have sixty episodes of a podcast. Like that is enough content for them to latch onto. And it doesn't, you know, right. you're not going to get hundred percent of your audience, but you're also not going to get zero percent. So um, I think you know a podcast is just like a kind of good um, home base to have yeah. uh, digitally you know what i mean like, it's like exactly. a, your digital home base yeah right right i mean it's it's like any other that's I, okay i actually uh i that's where i don't understand how influencers start <laughs> out just like on on instagram and i don't know if you because like this we did not have this planned i don't know if you know how they do that but honestly like without the live aspect of like people seeing me on stage and then like becoming my friend and then listening to the podcast like how do you start something from scratch like that you show your pussy 
on the internet. <laughs> God that damn. Seems to work, I can't do right? that at my parents' house. Yeah, yeah, you can't show your <laughs> pussy at your parents' house. <laughs> yeah. They're going to they're going to see the picture somehow yeah. and their my dog is going to be in the background. They're going to be like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" <laughs> no, uh well that is I mean, I'm joking obviously, but it's also absolutely a route uh that you could yeah. take like if you're a hot person i think uh posting fitness videos or whatever the fuck to show your body seems to work for a lot of people also i think um i think some people have a knack for building a following online uh yeah i, I don't have that gene in me i don't either it's really tough uh you know uh but it, it, it's about like asking like when you do have an, an audience even if it's a small audience like engaging with them asking questions spending like hours and hours on your instagram like posting different stories and just it, it really does take some work to build that following and then obviously people who look good have a inherent advantage um yeah pratt like just as they do know, with life right and like our friend pratt he's a great writer like stephen pratt so yeah. you know he built a following on twitter by getting a few yeah. viral tweets so there's like multiple different ways of doing it but i've i've noticed that um going on other people's podcasts that have followed being exposed to audiences that have been built and shaped already has been the most helpful thing for me personally okay yeah so that's what i would recommend doing i would recommend you Corey tyndall going on other people's things and being you know representing the entity of this podcast you know what i'm saying got it yeah yeah i mean that's that's definitely one way but then you go back to the uh like I have to know these people, right? Like, how do you how do you manage that relationship? Because I've never been the guy that's like hitting people up I don't know for spots or to like be on podcasts. Because I feel like such a dick. Like, why? But then I also know that if somebody hit me up and was like, "Hey, man, I want to talk about this topic on your podcast," and I go, "Oh shit, that would be interesting," I would totally have them on. Like, why would I not? Right. So it's like, it's it's kind of a like i know that i'm not doing it correctly but i don't want to bug people you know like where's the line how do you balance that i it's a very good question i'm not great at asking for things either but i would say the people that succeed are usually the ones who ask i i i think they are it is a balance though you don't want to be that annoying person um for people i know (laughs) yeah like in the comedy community it's very easy to be that person but i think for example a situation like now it's probably the best time to ask because nobody has spots to do and you're not, you're obviously not trying to get on people's like shows. You're just trying to make a podcast. And if they say no, or if they don't respond, who cares? Like you didn't know that person anyway, I guess. But if, if you know the person, then I'd say it's a compliment to ask them to do your podcast. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. It is right now. It's tricky because like what what we're able to do since you have your own equipment is we're able to record on, you know, a good system and the audio is actually going to be good where like I it it is weird. Like, I don't want to have a podcast where you're just talking over the phone or people have bad uh, Zoom connections or microphones or, or anything like that. So it's it's also like I being being in Michigan, and I know we're going back to the corona thing, I feel so out of touch with the rest of the community. Like, if I don't see the people on Instagram, I like 
part of part of what makes comedy work is that you just put yourself in a high traffic spot and you run into random people and you yeah. run into people that you haven't seen in in a while or you meet new people and yeah. like that's the best way to build connections but like i'm not building connections in my parents living room no no but no <laughs> but everyone's in their living room so right so you have to keep remembering that uh, like look I'm, I'm in new jersey with my mom right now i'm not even in the city um, yeah. So I mean, I'm I I just don't leave. I haven't left the house only a few times to get some supplies and stuff like that. But yeah, I've just been following along on people's you know um, uh, uh, social medias, but n- nothing too invasive. I I did a I've done one or two live things with people, not my own, just joining. Um, and you know, you asked me to do this podcast. That's another thing. I feel like just. And doing my own podcast, doing Kill You Last, figuring out how to do the video element of of Kill You Last podcast with Zoom and having yeah. Peter get a microphone and everything like that. That is like sort of been a, a salvation for me, keeping myself busy during this kind of uh, weird time. Um, that way, yeah. yeah, along with just like any sort of editing work I've been, I've, I'm teaching myself video editing, just trying to. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really been working out pretty great. Um, we just started the kill you last YouTube channel and stuff. And I don't know, like, we'll see if we get some viewers on that, but even if we don't, the amount of, I've never managed a YouTube channel before. So doing this is definite. I'm learning a lot. So for whenever I do need yeah. to do a YouTube channel in the future, I'll know all the little things I, that I wouldn't have known if I had, I never started one. So, yeah. I mean, that was, that was the initial point of this podcast was Mm. just like, I know that, that podcasting, podcasting is a lot like stand up and that everybody thinks they could do it. But then after you hear yourself or like listen to the first episode, you hear like, Oh man, this is not as good as like a Joe Rogan or a Bill Simmons or like someone who's been doing it forever. And so it's like a matter of, Oh, I'm going to do this just to practice and like see what happens. And again, yeah, have this home base and I'm going to learn how to do it and like minorly edit stuff and like hope it works out. But like the other thing with that YouTube channel is you're going into it with the perfect mindset of like ah probably nothing will happen but all it will take is like one video that ends up with one dude who has a bigger voice than you like Mm -hmm. maybe they have their own podcast and they go guys this podcast on youtube i just found is fucking great right go watch it and then suddenly everyone from there goes and watches it and it spreads like wildfire and that's like i mean that's why we're putting in all this work and there's so many like i want to know just in the new york community we could do the math real quick there's probably what two thousand comedians if they all do a podcast all 10 hours or like let's say it's five hours a week we're talking just like hours and hours and hours of work for these comedians all just on the on the slight chance yeah. that somebody famous hears what we're doing and blows us up yeah i mean it <laughs> it, it, it is it's also fun you gotta keep it that is in fun. mind no yeah, yeah. that yeah, is true I, if you don't enjoy doing it which i'm not saying you don't it seems like you do for sure no no, but no it, i love like, it if you don't enjoy doing it then there's no reason to because there, there's no promise yeah. of anything and and i think in the fact that you're enjoying doing something it makes it that's that's uh you could you could hear that in in the recording or you could whatever see that in the video if if 
or even on stage if you're having fun it's just obvious uh versus that's if you're exactly not having what a good i was time. gonna say yeah like there's nothing worse than a comedian who you just watch and like sometimes the crowd doesn't pick up on it but every time other comedians do you're like oh yeah. man you don't want to be on stage right now yeah and it's it's so obvious to the people that know what they're looking for mm-hmm. um but at the same time like just because you have a tough week and you don't want to do the podcast like doesn't mean Quit. No, that doesn't Again, mean it's quit. Like balance. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I totally agree. Um, uh, yeah. I. I. Uh, it's. It's odd that I've carved out this weird niche. Niche for myself, but I think. I think there's a lot like the comedy community. You were getting at this before, but it's so big in New York. By the way, I think it's way bigger than 2,000 comedians, but maybe that's just me. Yeah. Um. Or people that's that true. that that you know. 2000 plus of, of people that do stand up t- from time to time. Like if that's yeah. the definition of comedian, then it's, you know, more than that. If it's people that get paid or do spots at clubs regularly, then yeah, it's probably less than that, but still right. There's, it's such a huge um, community that there's in the last few years, there's been a growing community of like independent freelance producers, whether it's video producers or audio producers, um, guys like, uh, I don't know if you know the homeless pimp, uh, the guy. Yeah. yeah. So I was, um, he, that's his, uh, Instagram handle. Um, yeah, yeah. He's uh he's a good guy. I met him. Uh, I was actually on, um, my bud, uh, my good friend, Ben DeMarco was, um, opening up for Chris Stefano in Atlantic city and at a theater gig. Oh, cool. Uh, and he brings down uh, Chris, Chris DeStefano brings down um, the homeless pimp with him to do like to document the whole thing. Um, oh, that's awesome. So like this guy's got like a full, basically a full time gig, like working with comics. Uh, he does uh, he does work for people's podcasts for Mike Cannon for Girls Gotta Eat for, for you know, he does his own work. And, and he, yeah, like I'm looking at his Instagram right now. He's a photographer, filmmaker, video editor. Like that's his profession. Like he he makes his rent money doing this. Like it's pretty yeah. cool. It's like you don't have to you know work in an office or just do something you hate. Um, so that's it, it. For me, it's like I get to the way I look at it. I get to do comedy. Um, I get to do stand up, which I love, and then also I get to do audio and video editing and producing, which I also kind of love to do. I've always loved to do it. So. To me, it's like the best of both worlds. Um, and the more I do it, the more opportunities open up. Um, yeah. I'm hoping the world doesn't completely end because it was yeah. we were starting to get some traction here. But uh, I know, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know. Starting to get Just booked on shows. On starting editing. to feel good about my set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Focusing on editing now. <laughs> yeah, right? We'll it's be like, fine. Oh, all right. Right. I'm just going to make a ton of highlight videos from this from this yeah. podcast. <laughs> like, get really good at video editing. I'm going to start no, showing I mean, my it's... genitals on camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need another year of isolation before my dick comes out. But uh, I know. Me too. I, I'm not uh, ruling it out completely. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know about you, but I, I'm plumping up a little bit. Uh, Dude, over here. I know. <laughs> it's being at my fucking parents' house. Yeah, There's same, like, same. It is, all there is to do is eat, and all they do is eat because they're also <laughs> stuck inside. It's it's like... It's not anyone's okay. fault that everyone's getting fat. <laughs> well, I'm I'm actually like... I'm trying... I'm blaming the dogs because they don't eat at the same time we do. So like, I'll, they'll eat breakfast, and then I'll eat breakfast, and then I'll eat lunch, and then they'll eat lunch and i'll get a snack when they eat lunch and then i'll eat dinner later wow what so a, what just a, like 
eating when I eat and eating when the dogs eat. <laughs> that, that's so funny because that's such a fat boy uh, rationalization. It makes Dude, no I sense know. at all. But it's it like, oh, time no to eat sense. again. Let me have some snacks. Oh, they, they look like they're having fun. I want to join them. Yeah. It's yeah. so dumb. Yeah. But no, to your to your uh point, like I don't I don't did you see uh Randall Otis and Matthew Broussard's video that just came out? No, that, but but both uh, of them are so funny. It was uh Randall wrote it. Uh he's he's a black dude, and that's important yeah. for this because the video is called Addicted to Blackface. Yeah. <laughs> and it like it Matthew Broussard is in it. It's so good. Guys, look up this video. I'll put it in the the show notes because I I really like those two guys. But it looks like a David Fincher film. Like it's dark, it's gritty. The like effects are so good you would have no idea that just like this dude who was doing open mics like 3 years ago wrote this and like this low level i mean like matthew broussard is a higher level comic in terms of how we look at him but in terms of like the world also the way he looks physically kid is a piece dude he is beautiful the hottest comic of all time (laughs) i mean it's up there right who's hotter than matthew broussard as a man man i don't i don't know i mean he almost like i know this is one of his jokes but he looks like he's straight out of an 80s movie he like does. You got to look him up. I'll maybe I'll put his five. Just minutes link on, one of his uh, hot fans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's no, such a good he's guy an awesome, too. No, dude, he's awesome. I love I love hanging out with him. And the best part of about hanging out with him is he doesn't need to hang out with us. And like, not to say that we're not funny, but he's just so far ahead of where we're he at. Is, yeah. <laughs> but whenever he comes by, like we'll sit down, have a drink and talk for like an hour and a half. And I'm like, you don't have to do this. Like you got a girlfriend, you could go home. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, funny. But to the, to the point about the video, like there's finally money in comedy where like before when Seinfeld was doing it, I mean, you could name like three comedians at that time and no other comedians were making money. Yeah. It was only the, that top tier. And because of podcasting, because of like Instagram accounts, even if like a comedian's running a meme account, you could still like make money off of it. And now like you see uh, the homeless pimp going to like Chris Stefano, who is by no means one of the biggest comedians in the world. Like he's sure. again, a lot higher than us, but he's not like Dave Chappelle, but instead he's got this like really talented guy helping him out because there's actually money in this now yeah and so exactly. it's like finding finding that niche that you're talking about is so fucking huge if you can find it yeah no i mean i just recently look i've been doing the editing thing for a while for people and i just only recently uh started making real money off it there's a podcast i'm producing for uh the sex club that alan and keanu work at uh, or do their record their podcast from? Uh, I and, mean, do, yeah, I don't know if Alan wants wants us to tell people they work at a sex club. <laughs> well, you know, Alan's just the guy who greets you at the door, but Keanu's one of the fucking one of the sluts. Uh, oh <laughs> man, you must have listened to that episode I did with her. I spent like ten minutes trying to convince her to become either a dominatrix or like start a fans uh, only. Account. No, I gotta listen. I actually have to listen. Oh man, that's so funny though. She should. She should. Uh, she should do small penis humiliation videos. That's what I always do. Dude, tell her. she already does it sometimes for the one guy. Just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. it full time. She's making such good money. These women just insult men i don't know why they don't want to so much i know i i i would i fucking i would do that in a heartbeat heartbeat. yeah absolutely oh my god not even a question (laughs) 
Yeah, it sounds like fun, honestly. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. How else do you want to make money? It would so never work the opposite way, too. Like a no. woman would never want to hear from one of us, like, "Ah, oh, your pussy stinks." <laughs> Just yeah. something your fucking tits horrible. are small. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. You look like a man. Like, you like got a pancake really... nipples. <laughs> like it's yeah. not. It would never work. It's so, so funny. Well, okay. Yeah. So that's a niche we could never have. No. But <laughs> like, no. But that's it. Does actually go back to what we're talking about? Take what niche is given to you. Yes. Matt, like, like it's not like. It's not like when people asked you all these questions, you were like, I don't want to be known as an audio guy. Like you, we were like, yeah, yeah, I'll help. And it's led to spots. It's led to paid stuff. It's led to like all this other shit. And you still get to do stand up. Like it's not one or the other. No, it's not. And I think that, you know, you could make the argument that, look, if you're like, super invested in just doing stand-up and you're very you know you're you you, you're very good at it you've been doing it you have promise you have an agent and manager and people trying to prop you up you can make the argument that hey focus your efforts on stand-up on writing jokes don't you know focus on 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 other things or something like that or, or working for other people but i mean it's a real shit argument even even if that's the case but right. i mean if you're just starting out or you know i'm three years into this whole comedy thing so yeah, yeah. i'm still Same. very new you know compared to a lot of people and i i think um it's opened up a lot of doors for me so yeah couldn't oh, agree more yeah, yeah. i mean it, it is uh it and also man, there's something yeah. to be said sorry to cut you off but there's something no, to be going. there's something to be said about just being a a, a good or or, or a yeah like a good person to work with like 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 not being hard or difficult so like if you can show that you not only help people but also just like whenever you're asked to work with people like have a good time and not be a loser or or not be annoying and and, you know what i mean like that goes a very long way and i don't think people will realize that Um, yeah yeah. no and it's and it's like small stuff like comedians uh pretty like i mean you and me comedians see this all the time of just like writing people off because like they're like oh no they're not funny i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna help them like if they ask me a question or like if they invite me to do a show Mm -hmm. even if i don't think they're funny you never know who else is gonna be at the show Mm -hmm. or just like something might be starting out like maybe that not funny person figured something else out Mm -hmm. and if you say no and you act like a dick and then something blows up like that's your loss yes. you screwed that up yes. which is why like the other thing comedians do is they shit on comics that yeah. are uh that are like doing acting it's like oh they're not a real comic they're an actor but they're just trying to do comedy on the side it's right. like okay but if you're a comic and then someone asks you to act you're going to do it so when yeah. you're an actor and someone asks you to be a comic they're gonna do it dude like there's no why are you shitting on them like this is all we're all just trying to figure it out there's no like points it's it's like the yeah yeah, there's no there's no points for being like a virgin in the other forms of the arts yeah i think that's a very new york uh comedy scene thing too i think uh, in la they're way more accepting of like everyone's just trying to make it type of thing and and like uh like alt improv worse yeah it is though right it fucking sucks <laughs> it is yeah it's suck the LA my dick, LA. Just yeah. isn't good. there's a handful of guys that are good uh but yeah. obviously uh, i'm not even talking about like keyword 
guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Women aren't yeah. funny. Yeah. These bitches no. are stupid. <laughs> Get them out of here. Ah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, I'm just kidding. But you know, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's, you know, there's some truth. Uh, but in terms of the, <laughs> there's some truth to that. But in terms Double of double uh, down, Alex, well, I love yeah, it. Well, here's the thing. You know how they say you know women are under underrepresented in Hollywood and and, and yeah. in the workforce. As I'm they just should gonna, be. Let's just put it this way: women are represented quite enough in comedy. Let's just say that. Um, <laughs> in terms of their talent level, so yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> no, it it is interesting. I've actually uh, I've actually thought about this a lot. Just being like Keanu, uh, being one of my my best friends that i'm yeah. do i do so many shows with her like i see how it happens and there are examples of like really pretty uh women who try stand up and they go up and they're not any less funny than anybody else but what happens is like people still want to be their friend like as a guy and i'm sure this was the same for you yeah. you go up on your first couple of times of doing stand-up and you're bad and nobody wants to talk to you oh nobody yeah nobody even wants to look at you because yes. they're like that guy sucks <laughs> yeah of course those really hot women never get that like there's no like because as soon as they get off they're immediately swarmed by guys who are like oh i'll help her out we could do writing together and then i'll end up dating her and then i'll be the famous <laughs> comedian and she'll be my stay-at-home wife well the because thing, like yeah these and it's not even comedians not, and so they don't get to suck for a while they're always just like they get pulled into stuff right. way before they should yes. and then they get all that hate and yes. so it like it sucks for them i if i feel really bad for them i was just gonna that's say where, like it's not fault yeah. of their own it's because comedy is just a bunch of dudes so like yeah. you know for the most part and and so yeah if there's like a hot or pretty girl who's new starting out it's just like yeah of course these guys are gonna get drawn to them and and get yeah they get shit earlier than they probably should or deserve to and yeah and then there, there becomes a resentment it's weird because those same guys that come up to them in the beginning and help them out end up presenting them like two months later when they get like i don't know some sort of right. late night spot or they get like ten thousand followers or something like that right or yeah. even just like a higher level dude did the exact same thing exactly. that that lower level dude just did and then they're like oh you're not the same anymore we used to be friends and it's right. like dude you yeah, are yeah, trying yeah. to use her man like it, yeah exactly <laughs> it's such bullshit yeah it really is um but your I, niche can't be uh extorting younger female comics that right. cannot be your niche the true <laughs> the true assholes are you know the people fucking up in this scenario are those dudes it's not oh the, yeah the female stand-up and i'm not saying you know there are plenty of comics that are you know female comics that are amazing i'm just saying uh oh, the yeah. la thing it's absolutely uh a, a bit of a a thing you know on both scenes but and then in la uh what, what you were saying was or at least what I was responding to is that they're a little bit more forgiving about the whole acting or even improv yeah. and stand up thing. Whereas New York is like, yeah, it's kind of like this stand up brick wall, one microphone. You should be able to make people laugh. That's it. That's your right. only skill. Like everyone not should doing, if you're not doing stand up, it better be a one person show. Right. One man act. Right. And everyone's, thing. everyone's and ideal goal. Everyone needs to be David tell like that's their ideal yeah. self. Which yeah. is like, and look, David Tell is one of my favorite comedians, and he's a genius. Oh, yeah. but he's great. Most he's people, so hard to copy. Yeah, most people aren't <laughs> David Tell. Like you just can't. It, you know, he could say things that are funny, and then you try and say the same thing, and you're not funny. It's just it, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it's it's interesting seeing it open up, and I I know we're kind of getting into the weeds of comedy here, but sure, fuck sure, it, sure. why not? Uh, <laughs> the uh, it's like as more comedians get famous, you see different types of people come out of the woodwork and try comedy because like before, what you were saying, like you got like Doug Stanhope, but you got like David telling you, you got. Dave Chappelle, you got these great joke writers, but now somebody like Burt Kreischer is famous, and now you've got like these party <laughs> asshole yeah. dudes who just go up there and they're like, "My stories are fucking great. I got blown on the beach a couple of years ago. It's hilarious. I'm going to tell a story." Like, oh that's, my god! But so no, they're no, no. now doing open mics, and it's good because a different like there are different types of comedian now. Not sure. everybody's copying everybody else. We all have our own person we're copying. Sure, but then also. So it's like, oh my God, there's nothing worse than a bad Burt Kreischer impression. Oh my God. No, I mean, I got to be honest. Yeah, Burt is, Burt is, I can't stand his comedy. But I guess the why thing people don't like him. Yeah, I do too. And he's a brilliant businessman. He really yes, he is. is. People, he is a great people, marketer. And people, people like take him very, like, you know, don't take him seriously because of his persona. But the guy is like a, a brilliant marketer like he's he yeah. knows exactly how to uh, put his image across so yeah people people could get mad but I, i'm not mad at bert i think bert's a great guy no. it seems like he's a great guy and he is making money because he knows how to market himself and knows what to do um and, and he's not awful like it's not like no i i get the appeal but it's just like obviously there are people who are funnier and less famous i mean obviously yeah yeah right and it's it's gonna happen but there's also like it's so competitive right now that you have to figure out that edge like like someone that we know and i'll, I'll tell you who after this podcast is over had a stroke of brilliance and i the only reason i found out about it was because of complete luck that one of my former co-workers at like my day job works at this company that sells ads to look local newspapers and local newspaper websites so like if you're if your hometown newspaper has a website or whatever he'll give you like you get a banner ad on the side for like 20 bucks or whatever right and i was like okay cool that's a fine job whatever he hit me up because a comedian that we both know hit him up and was like hey i'm doing a tour i want to book a bunch of banner ads on the websites of on the local websites of the places that i'm going and as soon as he was like hey do you know this person as soon as he said that i was like holy shit that is brilliant that is so fucking smart. That's it what is. turns like a 30 person show at into a 60 person show just because I mean maybe it's not exactly who you want. Like there's not 25 year olds checking mlive.com, right. but it's also like people are there you and can that's make really money what you want. It. Yeah. Exactly. So oh, it's yeah. like but it's it's shit like that where you're like can I blame this comic for doing it? Hell no. Do I think they're the funniest comic ever? Definitely not. But also, <laughs> stroke of brilliance right there. No, yeah. I need, like, and so we need to start thinking like that. And so one of the things bringing this all full circle mm -hmm. is like your audio stuff is huge for that stuff. It's it just like uh, a singular thing that you can point to that literally every single person in the comedy community is going to need at some point. Like yep. the demand is so high and the supply is so low yep. and it's like, it's brilliant. It's, it's exactly where, what you should be doing. 
Yeah, no, I appreciate that, but yeah, I've been I've been kind of saying that to myself for ye- for a couple of years now, and it's it's, it's <laughs> when you're feeling bad about yourself, you're yeah. like, I'm doing okay. I just I talk to myself. Back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, just in the mirror. It's really sad. Uh, right, but well, I, you know, that's part of your shtick. Right, that's true. I am a sad, <laughs> sad comedian. Just to it's make so, people feel upset. It's so funny though. <laughs> when you get on stage, you're like, you all hate me. Like, <laughs> it's so I mean, good. That's yeah, you know, you can tell when I'm not having a good day. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like we keep talking about it, but it's just, um, it, 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 I think a lot of this applies to not uh, just comedy too, and I, you know, like in terms of like the modern workplace, um, people call it the gig economy or whatever. If you're in your like yeah. mid to late twenties and thirties, you are basically hopefully doing a few things outside of your main gig that are yeah. either bringing in income or at least bringing in an audience or or right. or it, at the very least tapping into some sort of network of of people so like for years i was just you know using the comedy thing to you know i because i love doing comedy and i i was fascinated about it uh, i i was obsessed with comedy so i got into it and started doing it and now i've tapped into a huge network so for at first it really was just about getting into that network and now it's like you know doing some becoming useful for that network has helped yeah. me and you know immensely and not and not just with um knowing a lot more people or, or being exposed to the larger network but also monetarily it, from an, a stream of income perspective and then also from a from a you know recreational perspective i get to do more gigs and do more th- uh things so i think you have to for sure yeah like with the with the digital age and everything like if you if the only thing you do is your day job or whatever your main source of income is like i feel really bad for you honestly that is just yeah. that's pretty sad to me so i think a lot of what we're talking about here could be applied it, you know it could be viewed as oh two comedians talking about comedy whatever like how many how many times have i heard that but uh, i mean we're not just we're not really talking about that it's more or at least I'm not talking about that. It's more broad concepts for how to motivate yourself and how to like live in 2020. Um, Yeah. Especially it's being being highlighted. It's being highlighted by the quarantine. Like if you do have a skill, if you do have something that is like way more, um, uh, you know, that you could do on your own digitally. Like it's, it's way, way more beneficial than, um, not knowing anything or, 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 you know, only knowing your main gig. Cause a lot of people's main gigs have been cut short, which is yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it sucks. And, and I think the, the important thing to remember is like, you gotta, it's, it's, I mean, what we started this with, you have to suck at something when you start. And there's like so many people that we know that only really have one thing going on where it's like, they don't want to try anything new because they know they're going to suck at it. But where you're at right now, where like you came from doing an Instagram live thing because of your podcast Mm -hmm. into my podcast. Mm -hmm. And then she calls you in the middle of our podcast (laughs) all started because you did music when you were in high school. Yeah. And the only reason you did music when you were in high school is because you didn't realize how much you sucked. And (laughs) I don't mean that as an insult. I mean, that as like, you have to, you have to do that. You have to like get people be like, Hey man, your audio is garbage. You got to, fix that and then every podcast from then on out that you ever do you will not have garbage audio exactly 
Yeah, no, 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 100%, man. It's like I'm very grateful that I started doing creative things when I was younger and and, and that I, I, I sort of was less shy or exposed myself to failure at a very young age. It definitely, definitely impacted my life and I would imagine a lot of other people's lives. Yeah, and we're still exposing ourselves to failure all the oh, time. Yeah. We love it. I'm addicted to failing at things and feeling bad about myself. I even miss the bombs <laughs> at this point. It's been so Dude. long, man. <laughs> okay, I miss a mild bomb, but those heavy bombs, I, I don't miss never, that. Yeah, I don't there's miss no, that. <laughs> there's no, I don't know. I don't know how many you've had, but I I've had two that really stick in my mind. Of they the audience loved the person before me, oh. hated me, and loved oh. the person after me. And you sit oh, yeah, in the green room, and everyone goes, "No, man, it wasn't that bad." Yeah, and you're like, yeah. "They hated me." Just tell me they hated me. When people, that would make me feel so much better. That's honestly how you know it was really bad when the when the people are uh, when the comics are like, "Yeah, it wasn't that bad." If they feel yeah, the need no, to oh, have to laughs. say that, yeah, if they feel the <laughs> need to have to say that and i'm trying to think back to all the times i've said that to my to other people like it was usually because they they really bombed <laughs> like, and usually you say it to a hot chick oh, oh, oh yeah of course i mean she's like no no they got laughs yeah, yeah. well uh, yeah. i mean like it could have been here let's let's write some time it, yeah. you know there are a couple places you could punch it up so you should come over to my house yeah you know yeah, yeah. 11 30 p.m on a saturday we'll do some writing yeah. i'll get some wine it'll be uh it'll be great that's my impression of every open mic comic to a hot girl oh my god <laughs> or, or even just well-established guys who have been doing running bringer yeah. shows for 40 years in new york oh my god yeah, yeah. yeah the old the old sing the old uh comics who are still single like 50 yes. years old they Creepy. also they yeah. also do that 100 yeah there's a sweet spot there's mm -hmm. that that whole stigma of like oh comedians they can't have girlfriends or wives or whatever like that's kind of going away because everyone realized like how much of a piece of shit those guys are. <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> exactly oh man there's a couple of particular guys coming to mind i'm not gonna say that their names but... yeah no we can't name names <laughs> because fine. i want to do their show yes exactly <laughs> exactly yeah and if you think you're that guy you're not that guy i'm not no, talking we're, about we're you. talking about exactly the same guy i know no <laughs> no i know I mean, we are if that guy's listening i'm not talking about him <laughs> <laughs> okay yep <laughs> oh um, man yeah man uh well is there anything else you wanted to uh talk to me about all the the no, niche I mean, stuff i, I mean, feel like we talked about it yeah, I think like we we pretty much wrapped it up. I know we're not quite at an hour, uh, but we're at like fifty five minutes yeah. or so. And honestly, like this was perfect. This wrapped up so nicely. This was I thought a great conversation. And like, oh, thanks, man. You know, it's uh, it's good to feel attached to the comedy community during these trying times. You know, absolutely, dude. It, yeah, it, it's you got to keep. Uh, and not just the comedy community, just like uh, creating stuff. I mean, that that would be my recommendation to anyone who is struggling yeah. uh, during this this weird weird time. If you're not taking up a new skill with all this extra time on your hands, um, you're fucking up. Like you're doing this yeah. wrong. You should you're absolutely dumb. learn a new skill and work on it and put something out there, man. I mean, look, it's gonna suck, or it maybe it doesn't, but it, it probably will. And yep, but you 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 should be using this time you're never going to get this time again i mean this is uh, this is very strange and you know i'm very scared too but like just think about it we're going to be back on the grind eventually okay we really yeah. will be back on the grind eventually and you're Get not going to have all this time so yeah yeah man well 
put. I think that's uh, that's a perfect ending. Thank you for doing this, Alex. We'll uh, we'll we'll definitely have you on again uh, with a different topic sometime. But uh, miss you, bud. Well, I'll, miss you too, I'll man. see you soon when uh, Greenwich opens back up. Oh, I can't wait, man. And just one thing I want to say: um, if, if if any of your listeners uh, like movies, uh, '80s movies in particular, uh, yeah. or just want to hear Corey on an episode uh, or two, since we have two. Please uh, uh, take a look at Kill You Last podcast on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, all of them, really. Um, And also our new YouTube channel. Just type in Kill You Last podcast. It's uh, everywhere. We're starting to do video content for um, with Zoom. uh, We're calling them pandemic emergency pods. So we're putting those out twice a week. Um, Yeah. And thanks again, man. I'm at, at Alex Pacher on all uh, social media. Um, yep. I can't wait to see it, man. I can't wait to just be back to normal doing Greenwich shows. Dude, I know. I I am just itching to get back out there. Yeah. Same all here, right. man. Dope. Well, I'll talk to you soon, man. Stay safe. All right. You too, bud. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye.